Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. All right, it's time for episode 97 of Serralo Sports Talk, and it is all March Madness today. Joining me from the Volume Sports Betting Team, formerly of the CBS Sports Betting Team, Matt Anaya. Matt, what's up, man? How, uh, how are you, Joe? Thank you for having me. Yes, uh, Volume, uh, Volume Sports, formerly CBS Sports, Sportsline, and BR Betting. Had a lot of fun with all those things, and I'm still having fun at Volume, of course. Yeah, look, first off, I just want to say I love what you guys are building up over at Volume. I mean, you and I have known each other. This is our first time doing a show together, but we've known each yeah. other, what, two years? Going back yeah. to when you were at Sportsline. Sportsline, so, and I, I think we just connected over TikToks and just content. So, again, thanks a lot, Joe. Thanks for having me on, on, the, on the show. Yeah, of course, man. I'm excited to get into it. Look, we've got the Sweet 16, the Elite Eight coming up this weekend. Sweet 16 in a few hours. So let's dive into the first game. You know, I'm a New Yorker and uh, Madison Square Garden, home to two of tonight's most exciting games, Michigan State, Kansas State. You're a Big Ten guy out of Chicago. You know this Michigan State team. You know Tom Izzo all too well. What are you looking for in this game? It's practically a pick'em. Sparty, the seven seed, favored by a point and a half. So which side are you on here? crazy it, it it seems uh first of all joe are you going to the games at all tonight no well you know i'm, I'm relocated to la and i was just okay, in I was new gonna, york last yeah. week gotcha uh, but i'm back in la as of monday so gotcha. not going to be able to yeah sorry to get sidetracked there so yeah so i am a big 10 guy and michigan and everyone's on is but I, I just saw the most popular bet of the night is kansas state money line which i've been on for a couple of days here as a big 10 guy as a, uh, the biggest purdue fan you know so I don't really like too many other teams in the Big Ten, and I kind of cheer against them. I'm not like, oh, I cheer for the Big Ten. That's not me. I, I hope every Big Ten team loses. Um, so I saw the most popular bet is Kansas State money line. That kind of got me worried. I thought everyone was on Izzo. Like, Izzo this. That's all I've been hearing about. Yeah, me time. too. I got my green sweatshirt on, Not ironically, I guess you can say. So um, I do like Kansas State. Like you said, uh, two weeks ago, Michigan State lost to the worst team in the Big Ten. And, and of course, they go on a run and Izzo this, Izzo that. Michigan State's not very good. They've been Purdue's punching bag for like 10 years now. Um, and everyone making fun of Purdue and Matt Painter, blah, blah, blah. I could, I could, I'm still in shambles, Joe. I do like Kansas <laughs> I State. Tell. I could kind of tell, my man. <laughs> I'm getting a little red face here. I'm still in shambles. I'm still crying myself to sleep every night. But um, I, I do like Kansas State. I, I, um, I like um, a lot of the players on that team. The point guard is, is a New York kid, I want to say. He's been balling. He, he'll be back home tonight. Um, Michigan State does show up in March, obviously, with Tom Izzo, and they're on a nice little run. They played USC in a uh, – I can't remember who their second game was. Um, Knocking off Marquette as underdogs. In the Marquette, game. again, like – again, they beat USC. They beat Mar – Mar that Marquette team was clearly overrated. But anyway, Michigan State's on a roll. I do like Kansas State tonight. It, it, it kind of scares me. That it's the most popular bet tonight because I don't like uh, uh, following the public. But here we are, and I am on Kansas State. What about you? Yeah, the last time I followed the public, uh, Duke got me bounced in the last round. And it's funny because I actually, in my bracket, had Duke losing to Oral Roberts because everyone in my bracket competition had Duke in the yep, Elite exactly. Eight in the Final Four. Exactly. And I said, you know what? I'm going to go different. I always have two 12 seeds this year. Ironically, it's, I think, only the second time in a decade that no 12 seeds won. But I took Duke to get bounced. Oh. Then in the second round, I said, you know what? If everyone else in my bracket has them and they're going to do well with Duke, let me at least bet on them. Tennessee did not impress me. Uh, yep. I thought Lafayette should have won that game. They just couldn't shoot, but it was a three-point game. And uh, so I went with Duke minus three and a half. 82% of the public was on that. Blew up in our face. I hate to go with the public. And I kind of, yep. like you, thought the public was going to be on Izzo and Michigan State in this one. I'm on Kansas State money line as well, plus the 105. Always shop around. But uh, I like the Wildcats in this one. 
And you mentioned Marquise Noel, their star guard, you know, going back to New York City. Why about Tyson Walker on Michigan State, also in New York City? These guys played each other. I think they were eight years old. It was the first time they played each other. That's crazy. Um, So you had Oral Roberts. So when did you know your bet was toast against Duke? Uh, I would say at the under 16 in the first half. (laughs) It's a tough one, man. It was tough. a joke. Oh, it was, and you know, it's like I always look for when when you're trying to find a Cinderella, right? Teams that you know have experience, upperclassmen, right? Like you've got Max Admis at Oral Roberts, who was on yep. that Sweet 16, been there forever. Yep. And, and teams that can shoot from three, because that's really how you know a lot of these runs happen, especially in yep. the in the first round or two of March Madness. It's you know propelled by oh they've hit four straight threes, five out of six, whatever. And also teams that have a big guy. And Oral Roberts, they have that seven foot five center. So I figured he was kind of neutralized Filipowski, but he he played more like he was 6'2". Yeah, bummer. Yeah, that, that game was tough. Uh, sorry, sorry to interrupt you there. That, that game was tough. It was over early. Um, I actually had Purdue going pretty far, winning it all, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> um, and But I kind of hedged with Duke on some – like I had Purdue in my bracket. Duke uh, hedged with some bets, and that just blew up in my face. You know, it's funny. I actually, and I went on uh, Sports Grid a couple of weeks ago and said that Purdue would be the first one seed bounced. I just, yeah. I, I didn't like this team. Uh, if Zach Eady wasn't doing everything, they weren't yep. doing anything. You know, Correct. they didn't have the guard play of past years when they had Ivy in the backcourt, who was just one of the best in the country. And we, uh, we I could, had we could use Jaden and Ivy, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah. I actually had Memphis beating Purdue. And okay. uh, we'll get to that game, you know, in a minute. The other game at Madison Square Garden, Florida, Atlantic, Tennessee. But Memphis, yep. I just thought, got completely fucked over in that round of 64 game. I mean, what'd you think with the whole timeout fiasco last five seconds? Tell you the truth. I can't really remember it. Last week was last week was a lot going on. Like, <laughs> you know, just so many games. I can't remember that exact moment, but um, yeah, I don't really remember. Uh, keep going though. I'm listening. Yeah. So what happened was Memphis was up by a point, 66 to 65, I believe five seconds left loose ball. They jump on it. Guys calling timeout like a madman. Official doesn't do anything. FAU jumps on the ground. They call a jump ball, give FAU possession. Owls score right before the buzzer. And uh, Hardaway. College refs, Joe. Part of the madness. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, it was. I actually had that Memphis team in the Elite Eight. I I thought Memphis was going to be a team to make some noise. I had them going down to Marquette, who was my final four pick out of that bracket. That just, I I don't think I have anything in that bracket uh, still available. I think that's just. Join the club. I'm toast. I'm toast. Who's your final four, Joe? Who's your final four? Final four, let's get into it, man. It's Bama, it was yep. Marquette, uh, yep. Houston, and yep. Gonzaga. Good ones. You still got three. I got three uh, available too. One's Miami playing Houston. Ooh, uh, UCLA. I'm a I'm a Miami guy. Um, the, the guards they've been good for the, the program's been good for years. You know they're always underrated because nobody cares about Miami basketball. Right. Good but Nega is one of the best. One of the best. Like like a pretty much a Hall of Fame coach at this point. So. Oh, absolutely. Um, sorry to uh, jump ahead on, on the final four. I was just curious, but I had Bama as well. Um, okay. the, the, the teams that, uh, like Houston and Alabama, the length, the size, the athleticism, the rebounding, the defense, it's, it's crazy. Cause I'm a Purdue guy and I watched a lot of Purdue and I thought they were the best team in the world, obviously. Right. And then I, and then I see these other teams like Houston and Alabama. I'm like, wow, these it's, it's a whole different level of speed, athleticism, size. So I was way off on that one, but and those teams have been really, really impressive. Yeah. What about uh? So you said UCLA, Bama, and and Miami, and then of course you had Purdue. Purdue, yeah. Good. Okay. Old boy. So so we're both we're both done with the East yeah. region. You had Purdue, I had Marquette. Let's stick a fork in it. Yeah, but just, uh, let, let's go let's go down to that uh that West region. You've got yep. UConn, Arkansas. Yep. Great. The game. other early game tonight, Musselman. I mean, we just know he's he's a pros pro. He knows how to coach in the tournament, and some yeah. guys have it, some don't. 
it was a disappointing season for the Razorbacks. They had injuries, but they get to March. And, uh, you know, I was laughing. I made my mom last Thursday, right before the first game, West Virginia, Maryland tipped off, printed out a blank bracket, said, fill one out. She goes, why? I didn't watch a game all year. I said, I'm trying to prove a point. Phil went out. She has Arkansas winning it all. All the geniuses that had Kansas knocking off the Razorbacks. And my mom's bracket looks better than mine. But uh, Mom mom knows best. You know that, Joe. Mom knows best. Always. What do you think? UConn, four-point favorite in this one. Great game. And UConn's one of those teams I didn't know too much about. Uh, I'm not out here watching every single college basketball game. I'm a bigger NBA fan than anything. But um, UConn's been extremely impressive. Another one of those teams with size athleticism shooting pro pro guards and stuff like i had no idea um i did know i do know like that whole espn bracketology show had uconn going all the way so i was like oh, i'm yeah. definitely thinking that uh it hasn't worked out i do have uconn tonight in a parlay with tennessee i don't know if it's on the spread i don't think it's on the spread i think i just took two money lines so you i'm not a big arkansas believer i'm if, if arkansas wins i might take off my shirt the next time you have me on something like that so me and Coach Musk can show off our uh, dad bods here. So um, UConn has been extremely impressive. My buddy Monaco um, says it might be a trap tonight with UConn. And Arkansas might just might – just, it it's college basketball, man. <laughs> the madness, man. So um, UConn's been impressive. I do have UConn tonight uh, in a parlay. Um, but I am – like, Arkansas's got two NBA uh, guards, two NBA lottery picks. They're going to try to run it up and down, and but I think UConn can match that as well. So it should be a good one as well. Yeah, I mean, look, I think what you're getting here is maybe out of the final 16 teams, two of the top four in terms of just pure athleticism. There you you go. know, Arkansas Davis, what he did in the second half, he didn't do anything in the first half against Kansas. Ten minutes to go, they're down 51-41, and he just took over. He looked like a man possessed out there. Yep. Uh, but yep. UConn, you know, not only are they athletic as hell, but you, you mentioned their size. And everyone in that UConn starting five, is between six five and six nine. So they don't have a seven footer out there, but they also don't have a six foot one guard. I mean, it's just matchup problems for everyone that they play. They've covered seven of eight. They've covered eight of 10. If you look at their last seven on a neutral court, they've covered six. And as, as a whole this season, they've been favored almost every game, but they're covering 65% of the time as favorites. When you're 21 That's and 11, you have a sample size that big. It tells me this team really shows up. No moments too big. I think Hurley's a great coach. Eventually- <laughs> I think Definitely. he's going to get in his own way. It's why I have in my bracket UConn going down to Gonzaga in the Elite Eight because mm-hmm. Hurley tends to get into his own uh, crazy. In his own he's way. Bananas. His I whole family is crazy. Yeah, his whole family is crazy. <laughs> you know, look, I'm a St. Bonaventure alum, so I saw him a ton at Rhode Island. Yep. And if things weren't going his way, he he had the <laughs> ability to melt down. Now he's been better at that with UConn, but uh, yep. I, I like him. You know, even though I don't have him going to the Final Four like the whole ESPN crew does, I like him yep. in this spot, and I'll even lay the four points with him. You know. First two games, Iona St. Mary's, one possession game at halftime, UConn ran away in the second half. So yeah. I think, you know, where you've seen Arkansas, their strength has been the second half. It's UConn's too, and I think UConn's just that much better yeah, in the final exactly. 20 minutes. So I'm going to go with a minus the four. Good. Another another great game. Like, um, as a Purdue fan, I keep going back to this. I'm, I'm in shambles, but this tournament has been electric. I know it's, it's madness and stuff. It's always crazy, but this one. I think that there's so many impressive teams and, and UConn's one. I, I'm honestly like blown away by UConn, how, how well they've played. Yeah, I think that they're, they're going to be a national championship team in a year or two. Uh, mm-hmm. I just don't think that Hurley has the deep tournament experience yet. I mean, he's never been past the round of 32 up yep. until this year. It's his first Sweet 16 game. It's really hard to, uh, to get the job done. I mean, he can get to the Elite Eight, the Final Four, but it's hard to get the job done when you've never been to the second totally. weekend. Yep. Let's, go, uh, let's go back to MSG for a game Purdue. 
you know, I'm sure you were hoping they would have been in tonight. Florida, Atlantic, Tennessee. Uh, popular pick here seems to be FAU plus the five and a half. Obviously, Rick Barnes does not have a good track record of covering in the NCAA tournament. Tennessee doesn't have a whole lot of offense, although suddenly they did against Duke. What are you, uh, what are you looking at in this game? Um, under, under, under. I, um, I'm, I'm tailing my buddy. He's first half under. I think he, he's at 59 and a half. I, I tailed it at 58 and a half. Um, not, not, a, not a huge bet or anything like that, but under, under, under is what I've been hearing. Also, my buddy, another guy, um, my boy Monaco, is on Florida Atlantic, which is interesting because he's, he's a real deal better. So he's on FAU. Uh, I have ten, the, the Tennessee-UConn parlay. I am on the under in the first half on that. I don't have a game bet on that. It, you said it's four and a half. I'm looking at it right now. Five and a half. Five and a half. Five and a half-ish? Yeah. Um, that's pretty big for Tennessee. They don't. They just win games, man. They, they yeah. survive in advance. They win by one. They win by two. They don't care as long as they get to the Elite Eight. So five and a half is pretty big. Florida Atlantic is a real deal team. They got their 33 and three, if not, I don't know if they count the tournament. So they got yeah. over 30 wins. They're experienced. I can't name a player. I can't name their coach. I'm not going to fool you here. But um, uh, if I was taking a side, I would, I would uh, which one are you on? I think you're, you're taking Tennessee, right? I'm actually, I, I, like you, I think Tennessee wins, but I'm on FAU plus the five cool. and a half. Because good, Tennessee, yeah. I mean, they blew Duke out. Go figure. That was a double digit game. But uh, they haven't been doing a whole lot of that. You know, they don't have Ziegler, their point guard. And FAU on the season has been one of the best teams covering in the country. 22 and 11 against the spread. It's two out of three. Uh, 10, and four, uh, 10 and four in their last 14 against yeah. opponents with a winning percentage higher than 60%. So, you know, I think the Owls keep it close. But my favorite bet, while my lean is to take the points, it's that under. And it's a low yeah. number. It's 129 yeah. and a half. Oh, yeah. It's definitely low. <laughs> yeah. I mean, look, if this game goes 66, 65, the over hits. But I, yeah. I think that this is going to be a 61. You know what I'm going to say right now? Tennessee 61, FAU 58. That's, that's right. my call. Right down. Yeah. 61, 50. I was thinking 55, 50. So. <laughs> well, yeah, that, I think Tennessee Lafayette was 58, 55. That's what I'm saying, man. So I'm gonna Tennessee is going to be throwing elbows. They're going to be rebounding the ball. They're going to be setting screens. They're going to be defending like they did to Duke. They're going to bring the same mentality to Duke. And they're not going to be, oh, this is Florida Atlantic. We don't need to. They're going to respect, the, you know, Rick Barnes is, is a, another Hall of Fame coach. So Yeah, he's, uh, he's been around, and I think he's underperformed enough in the NCAA tournament. That he's not going to overlook anyone. Exactly. I mean, everyone thinks Matt Painter's a joke right now. Matt Painter's a damn good coach. Uh, he's had some recent struggles, but um, – He's a damn good coach too. I, I, you know me in Purdue. I'm just going crazy, right? I'm still in shambles. Uh, but I'm going to tell you, I think you're on Florida Atlanta, right? Five and a half? Yeah, plus I'm, the five and a half and the under. Yeah, you could parlay that too. Nice juicy parlay oh, there for you. Same game parlay action. I'm never opposed. Hey, you know, it's funny. Unders have been hitting at a 75% clip so far. 33 yep. and 11, the under is. Um, I, I just, you know, for, for the hell of it, last round, I, I bet the under on every game and uh, ended up oh. making some money because I saw what happened in the first round. Yeah. Gonzaga, UCLA, the nightcap tonight. I'm going so over. Real, real quick, uh, if I bet the, if I follow that trend of the unders, I'll ruin everything. So I'm just staying, I'm basically just staying away. From, I'm not trying to ruin it for anyone here. So. Yeah. And I'm not doing that again. It worked for me in the second round. I'm not doing it in the sweet 16. You timed it well. You timed it well. But, uh, but this Zags UCLA game over Great. under 145 and a half. And in this one, I kind of like the over. I mean, UCLA yeah. is missing maybe the best defending guard in the nation in Jalen Clark. Yep. Man, I could go up. We could go on and on about this game. So these are the two best teams in the, on the West Coast the last 5, 10, 15, 20 years. Uh, shout out San Diego State as well. Oregon can be in there too. So these guys have matched up. Adam Morrison, classic game. The Jalen Suggs, clash, classic game. Right. And here we are again. Um, it's going to be up and down, even though UCLA is kind of known for their, for their defense. But 
it, it's going to be up and down. It, it um, Jaime, uh, my boy, uh, Jaquez, Jack, you know, Jaime, right? I'm saying it, saying yeah. it. that's his name, right? Yeah, cool, cool. You got to help me with players sometimes. <laughs> he, he's crushing, Tiger's crushing. Um, and then Gonzaga's always good too. So these two teams know each other very well. They are the number one, two teams in the West, on the West Coast the last five, 10, 15 years. So great game. Um, I have UCLA in my final four. I have them in a, in a regional parlay along with, uh, I have it right here, but I'm just saying I'm, I'm confident in U, uh, UCLA. The line's one, obviously I'm taking UCLA there. So I'm on UCLA in this one. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's practically a pick them one, one and a half, just like Kansas state, Michigan state. And yeah. just like that game, I'm going to go with the dog plus one Oh five money line. I'm going with Gonzaga. Go. They're my final four pick. They are. Yep. Um, and you know, look, if you look at UCLA, man, they've been a covering machine, right? They're, they've covered five out of seven. They've covered six out of eight after failing to cover, which of course, Northwestern uh, getting fouled on that last second three, they slid in the back door. They were plus seven and a half. They were down eight and they ended up losing by five. Uh, but in the tourney, UCLA has covered eight of its last 11, whereas Gonzaga's failed to cover seven straight NCAA tournament games. Uh, I think that ends tonight though, because they've been you're, such heavy favorites. Bucking that trend. Yeah, I mean, look, they've been such heavy favorites in all of those games, right? They're usually a one seed. They're usually a double-digit yeah, favorite. Exactly. Now they're an underdog, which does not happen to this team, especially in a tournament. And uh, I think they're going to win it outright because if you look, these teams have been totally different. UCLA has been a dominant first-half squad. Second half, lighten up a little bit. Gonzaga has actually struggled out of the gate and in the yeah. second half has switched into that next gear without Jalen Clark. I think that's why I'm on the over because Gonzaga, I think in the second half is going to dictate the pace of play and it's going to be a higher scoring affair. And that's why ultimately, you know, I think UCLA is probably up at halftime, but I think Gonzaga comes back and wins this ball game. Yeah. Uh, you've convinced me uh, on that over. I do like that. Like I said, UCLA is more of a defensive team, but Gonzaga is definitely going to get up and down the court. Historically, they've always done that and they always will. So, and I think uh, UCLA is banged up. They're not, seven eight nine deep they're like five six deep right uh which might hurt them in the long run but i do think they can hang with gonzaga in, in this it's just a classic rivalry man this game is always tight always great um and I, i'm not, i'm definitely looking forward to it it's, yeah, it's the two best cap, teams so. two best teams on the west coast you know i mean arizona they, they've uh I, i've struggled with their legitimacy recent years uh you know i mean they had that tournament let down against buffalo some years back and then this year obviously to me it's ucla gonzaga and then the rest. But let's get into Friday's games. Another West cool. Coast team. You mentioned San Diego State getting seven and a half points against oh, Alabama. Yeah. I mean, Bama's been beating everyone, it seems, by double digits. But uh, is this seven and a half number a little too high? It's a little too high. I'm a big San Diego State guy. Um, I do have Alabama in my final four. So it's I, I do think Bama will win. Don't take that money line, though, of course. You can parlay it. Um, but San Diego, I have San Diego State covering that seven and a half, but Alabama winning. Um, again, like Brandon Miller's a beast. I, I, I know he hasn't been, you know, looking like too much of a lottery pick these days, but he's still a top three pick. Yeah. Uh, and that team, like I said, Alabama is one of those teams where the length, the athleticism, the strength, the defense, um, their point guards, a former five-star, former uh, Villanova recruit. Um, he's a stud. Um, so it, I, I think Bama's going to win and I'll take San Diego state to cover for sure. Yeah, I'm with you 100% there. I think Bama survives and advances, but I think the Aztecs keep it close. I mean, look, they've covered four straight, four in a row after a win, four in a row in a neutral court. Uh, six out of seven, I found this interesting, on Friday nights. And uh, and 12 out of 17 against winning opponents, which, look, I mean, the Mountain West 
I know that they get to the tournament. This is like four years in a row that they disappoint in the tournament, but it's still really good basketball. I love the Mountain West Conference. To me, it was better than uh, than a few different Power Five conferences this year, including the Pac-12. <laughs> in the Big Ten. Yeah, no, I mean, <laughs> the Big, the Big Ten. Ten. Look, I'm sorry. I know in terms of quantity, you guys had, what, eight tournament teams? I thought the Big Ten was trash this year. All year. All year. It, it, as it turns out, you are correct. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, you know, look, Purdue had a, had a good season, but I thought had some bad losses getting swept by Indiana. Didn't look good. Um, yep. and, and I mean, just the, the number of eight, like you guys were just a conference of eight, and nine seeds, you know, like yep. Michigan state, Iowa, I thought stunk. Um, yep. you know, Michigan didn't even make it. They stunk. Didn't make it. Penn state got hot at the right time. Yep. Um, but struggled early in the year. Although Jalen Pickett, I mean, I've, I've known that kid since he was a freshman because he started yep. at Siena. So I was go. doing ESPN plus games for St. Bonaventure. They play Siena every year. I got to see him as freshman year. And I was thinking back then, how did this kid not go to a big East school? Yeah. Like how did Siena get this kid? He is, yeah, yeah. he's a heart attack. He's, he's the a real beast. Guy. No doubt. That Penn state team was great this year. It, like, even if you don't go to the sweet 16 or the, the final, like the Penn state was great. They had a great yeah. season. They covered. Yeah. That was my biggest bet of the tournament <laughs> so far. They covered Here against go. Texas. That game gave Here me a go. heart attack. That game was intense for a couple oh, man. Of they were, I had them plus five and a half. They were up 58, 54. And then they go down, what was it? 66 yep. to 58. I just, oh man, <laughs> I, I had a heart attack in that one. Uh, but yep. yeah, I'm with you. I'm on San Diego state. And then I guess you're on Miami also catching right, seven yeah. and a half. I got, I got to, I got to talk this out. So yes, I have Miami in my final four. I, I've been talking about Houston, how the, like I noticed they're another one of those teams, extremely aggressive, extremely uh, strong, talented, uh, defensively, um, athletic, all that stuff. Like, that's like, wow. You know, I mean, they've been number one for pretty much all season long. And so I should have been watching them, but, um, you know, as a big 10 elitist, I don't really care about conference USA or I don't even know what conference they're in. The American. Uh, but they've been extremely impressive. Um, like I said, height, length, all that stuff. And Calvin Sampson, borderline, another borderline hall of fame coach going, going up against Lauren Yeager, excuse, excuse me. Um, I do have Miami. I like them. I like their guards. I like their experience. This is going to be a friggin' bloodbath for real, um, which makes me kind of lean under here. The line is I'm, I'm on uh, ESPN here at seven and a half. What do you got, uh, Joe? Yeah, seven and a half on the line. I don't have the over under in front of me. I got um, over unders 138, so like 70 to 70. I think it's going to be a defensive battle. Both those teams are great. Yeah. Um, both those teams have NBA players, they're very talented. I'm, I'm praying for my final four pick in my bracket here, uh, but my bracket's on life support anyway. But um, I do have Miami Elite Eight. I think it's plus 610. So if they win that one, I get uh, plus 600 or six to one on that one. So go Miami. Yeah, you know, this is a lot of points. And this is a really well-seasoned coach in Larinaga. Yep. Miami's covered five out of their last six in the tournament, eight out of their last 11 against winning opponents, and five out of seven coming off a straight-up win. So you get a coach like Larinaga, obviously that last game, an emotional win. They pulled ahead late against Indiana and just ended up blowing the doors off them after a really tight first half. And they're not going to, you know, get too high off that. Larinaga has been around long enough. He's going to keep them composed. Uh, I, I think this is just like the San Diego State-Bama game. I've got the yep. one seed winning yep. and advancing. But yep. I think seven and a half is just a big number. Wow. Houston's yeah. only covered two of its last eight and two of its last seven against winning opponents. So I'm going to go with uh, the Cougars to win, but the Canes to cover. Yeah, I actually got the Canes at six and a half. So I'm kind of upset about there at seven and a half. Now I might double down on that one, so. Yeah, I Go mean, King. like Houston, they, they were, I think, uh, given eight and a half to Auburn, and uh, they ended up, they covered, but they were down 10 at halftime, and if they're down 10 at halftime, Miami's Great. not going to, you know, give up a 27-point differential in the second yeah. half like Auburn did. No. Too experienced. Nigel Pack, uh, Kwan, uh, Wong, uh, Wong, Isaiah Wong, help yeah. me out again. Like, I'm an NBA guy, I'm, so... Yeah. 
I'm taking a crash course on all this stuff, but Wong's been around there for a couple of years. He's a stud. Part of their um, elite eight run last year. Yep. I love the big kid in the middle. They call him baby food. Yeah. Uh, so nickname of the tournament, baby food. He's, he was a beast against, uh, and against Indiana. I mean, Indiana has trace down there. So, um, Miami, Miami can do it. It's just, it's a, it's a tough game, man. Yeah. And no, it definitely is. Hey, how about, uh, how about the 15 seed? How about the Cinderella Princeton Creighton? How about them? You know, my original bracket, I had Creighton. I mean, I had him over Baylor the whole time. Still, still had that. Uh, but I had Creighton over Arizona going to the elite eight in my original bracket. And then I looked at it and I just went, everyone's so high on Arizona. Am I missing something? And I took zone to the, to the elite eight, losing to Bama. Should have yeah. just gone with my gut. I'm a huge Big East. Always go with your gut, Joe. Always. I know. I know. And I watch more Big Everyone. East basketball than any other conference. Yeah. I'm a huge Big East guy. Grew up a St. John's fan, obviously, on Long Island. Stoked about the Patino news. Patino. Yep. Um, oh, boy. But, yeah, Princeton, they're they're getting double digits in this one. They are. Yeah. And to me, there's no doubt Creighton's going to win the game. And it'd be, yeah. it would be great if Princeton proves me wrong. I, I hope they do. Um, But to win it by 11 or more? A lot, yeah. I don't know about that. What, what are your thoughts on this one? All right, so I have Creighton Elite Eight at plus 390, so I'm going for Creighton, and it's looking good. It's looking okay. Um, so that one, uh, so I definitely have Creighton winning. 11, was it? Uh, I got 10, a nine and a half here. I'm on ESPN.com. I think they're at Caesars. I don't know. Yeah, it depends you're... on the book. Caesars, yeah. nine and a half. Other books have 10. Who's your book, Joe? Just, just uh, out of curiosity. Well, I usually use uh, use FanDuel, but cool. I'll shop around. Wherever there's a better gotcha. line, I'll use, yep. uh, I'll use four different books wherever I yep. get the best line. So yeah, nine and a half is a lot. I'm not a big Princeton guy. They do have a Chicago kid in there. Uh, Indianapolis Colts wide receiver, Alec Pierce. I think that's his name. His younger brother is on Princeton. So that's kind of cool. He made some big free throws against Arizona. So I was happy to see that. Um, so I do have Creighton winning. I know that's kind of like, it, that's, I, I don't really have much in this game. Just I have Creighton elite eight plus 390 sitting on that. So it's, I'm sitting pretty for now, but it's madness. It's March. It, it could go all, uh, it could go up in flames in an instant here. So I do think it's a lot. If I'm leaning anywhere, I'm going to follow my buddy who's a big Creighton guy, and I'll say Creighton will cover the nine and a half. Yeah, I mean, hey, that might even be worth a hedge. You know, yeah. you can get Princeton money line at some exorbitant odds and just throw a little bit on there to make up True, for, right. you know, if, if Creighton somehow loses. Uh, but yeah, I, I would probably hedge and, uh, and and sit back on this one because... Take Princeton money line, right? It's a good call. What was that? I should I should hedge with Princeton money line. I like that. It's a good yeah, idea. You only have to throw a sprinkle on them to get that money back. Yep. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm, uh, I'm leaning I'm leaning Princeton. I'm I'm yeah. on all dogs tomorrow night so far. Good. It's just it's a lot like of points. It. Those Ivy League teams, you know, when they Always. get to the NCAA tournament, they cover often. Whether it's Yale, whether it's Princeton, um, and you know, there was a Princeton Kentucky game some years back. Maybe I'm going back 10, 11 years where I, I want to say it went to overtime or it was the final shot. They lost by two, and Kentucky was like you know, seen as, as a legit title threat that year. And, uh, but these teams, they're really good at controlling the pace of play and they slow it down to their tempo. It's how Princeton beat Arizona. I mean, Missouri just didn't have a prayer in that game. It was over from the opening tip. And uh, I, I really like this Tigers team. I think Creighton wins, but I think Princeton keeps it close. Yeah. Um, in Princeton, uh, the, the Ivy Leaguers, they're, they're, they're math guys, man. They like covering the spread, man. They, they're aware of the spread. They won't say they are, but they're math guys. So. Yeah, I will say Creighton. I mean, they've covered four straight in the tournament, 12 out of 15 on a neutral court. So, rolling. Yeah. you know, if they get hot from beyond the arc, it should be over. But yeah. I, I think Princeton, yeah, I think that they're going to use 29 seconds of that shot clock every time. And uh, let's get to the nightcap. Another Take Big East team, Xavier, Texas, the Longhorns, first sweet 16 in over a decade. They're four and a half point favorites in this one. 
were five and a half point favorites against Penn State, one by five, four and a half point favorites against Sean Miller's Musketeers here. What do you uh, what do you think about this? A couple of things. So Sean Miller always chokes, something to think about. Um, Texas is another one of those teams where I was like, wow, these guys are really impressive. Now, Purdue beat them last year. They have a couple of new additions this year. Um, and again, they, they beat, they beat the brakes off Kansas two weeks ago. A lot of people ignore, you know, conference tournaments and a lot of people ignore Michigan state losing to Ohio state two weeks ago. Michigan state was terrible all year, but now everyone loves them, whatever. Uh, but Texas, one of those teams that's been very impressive. Um, the, the line is what four and a half, right? Yeah. Four ish. Um, I will take Texas in that one. I'm not a big, uh, I know Xavier can move, can run the rock up and down and they've been playing well all year. I totally get it. I, I like Xavier basketball historically. Sean Miller is a choke artist, and this will be another one. I, 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 don't, I don't really see Xavier hanging, hanging in there in this one, to tell you the truth. All right. I like this because we've agreed a lot, and it's, it's uh, fitting on the it's last game. I'm going to go against you on this. Look, Xavier's covered 15 of their last 21 against opponents with a winning percentage higher than 60. Texas has been hot, right? They've covered six or seven. They've covered four or five on the neutral court. They won the Big 12 tournament, but they've only covered two out of their last 16 in the NCAA tournament. And while Sean Miller, yeah, he, he, you know, at the end of the day, he has choked at times. The guy's been to a ton of elite eights, a ton of sweet 16s. Rodney Terry is a great story. Texas, I mean, you know, they could have folded when Chris Beard went down with those allegations. They could have folded the season and packed it in. Rodney Terry has been amazing. He deserves a 10-year extension for what he's done in two-thirds of a season. But Sean Miller knows how to coach in tournaments, whether it's at Xavier, whether it's at Arizona. Arizona's fallen off since he left. I yep. think Miller gets the job done in this one. I'm going to take Xavier plus four and a half. That's my official bet. But I'm going to put a little sprinkle on the Musketeers money line in Do this it. one. I, I mean, I yeah. saw what they did last year in that NIT. They And Go I know it's it. the NIT, not the NCAAs. But no, they went into it and they ran through everyone, including my Bonnies in a game I was at at Madison Square Garden in the semifinals. Yeah. Sean Miller in a tournament, I think, is a dangerous guy. I'm going to take him to go Elite Eight. Good. I, I like it. I like the aggressive. I think you should take money line. Don't, no, no shame in that. Don't even sprinkle. sprinkle. Go all sprinkle. Yeah, all good. So I'm glad we disagreed. We did. We agreed too much. We got to fix that next. Time. Yeah, we, we can't just sit here and hold hands and sing kumbaya yeah, the whole time. Get that out of here. Get so hey, before we wrap it up, Matt, give me your new national champ because I have Houston cutting down the nets. So I'm going to keep riding with the Cougars. Uh, but with Purdue out of it, are you going with one of your Final Four teams already? Are you going elsewhere? Who's your new national champ? I'll, I'll go UCLA. I'm just going to stick with my bracket. Stick with my gut. I will go UCLA. I haven't bet on them to win it, but I do have them in my bracket. My busted bracket my meaningless bracket now uh i'll st- i'll go with ucla what do you got i'm gonna stick with houston i, I can't Good. go against yeah. my original bracket man you know Good. i'm still i'm totally. still in it it's funny i think there's 20 27 people in my bracket competition and i'm in 19th place but in you're, terms you're of closer. like maximum points yep. available yep. um in the top five and top three get payouts so yep. you're a closer your bracket's close. you'll close well horse ABC, racing you always be closing man <laughs> there you go matt appreciate the time man matt and i check him out does great work over at the volume on the sports betting side of things thanks so much for joining the show thanks joe appreciate it man absolutely that does it episode 97 of Sorallo sports talk i'll see y'all next week thank you for listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.